<clears throat> Excuse me. What a way to start an episode on a podcast, huh? All right, so welcome back to another Focus Friday with Nate. Uh, today is February the 10th of 2023, and this is our second official episode on this channel. And I am beyond excited and ecstatic and overjoyed and whatever other synonym you can think of for being well excited to be able to share the word of God with you again for a second week in a row. Um, I am a little congested here. Uh, so if I sound a little off today, uh, that's what's going on with me. Uh, but you can just look past that. Uh, because I am healed in Jesus' name. And if you are dealing with the same seasonal issues of congestion and uh, cold trying to attack your body, uh, it cannot. So speak that over yourself and be healed in Jesus' name. So I do want to say before we get started, uh, I have about probably 30, 35% roughly uh, 30 to 35% of the information that I'm supposed to be releasing this week down on paper. And the rest of it is floating around in my head. Um, there was just a lot of stuff that God wanted me to release on this episode and not all of it is going to sound sequential or, um, chronological and it might sound bounced around. And uh, that's because it is, but I'm going to do it as decently and as in order as I possibly can with God's help. Uh, And I'm trying to get all of the the thoughts in my mind to slow down a little bit, to allow my mouth to be able to put into words those thoughts to release to you in an effective manner. So with God's help, And I'm also driving back to my property while I'm recording this, and uh, I should be able to get there before I have to to read any of the scriptures to you guys. Um, So, before I do get started on this week's message, I want to share with you guys a little bit of my personal life that's been going on here recently. And within the last year, I guess. And uh, this will be a kind of a segue into today's episode. So uh, a lot of you guys know we have a three-year-old son. He was born in 2019. Um, and then in 2021, my wife and I decided to try again. And uh, we, we were successful in getting pregnant. And uh, like I said, there's a lot of thoughts bouncing around my head. So bear with me while I try to form the correct sentences to try to make them comprehensible. Uh, so in 2021, we, we tried to get pregnant again and were successful. And uh, we later found out that it was a boy. Um, but my wife and I miscarried in 2022. 
with, um, she was about 14, she was about 14 and a half weeks, I want to say, pregnant, um, maybe 14, 14 weeks, four days, somewhere around there. But, uh, that was one of the hardest trials in our entire marriage, probably our lives that we've, we've had to experience. And, um, we didn't understand why, and we still don't fully understand why we miscarried. Um, but we're still trusting in God. We're still believing that he's God, that he gives and takes away that he is who he says he is. And, uh, even in the midst of our anger and our, our questioning, we still had faith that he would provide comfort and peace to us, which he, he did. Uh, looking back, if we didn't have the faith that we had in God to pull us through that situation, I don't think that our marriage would have survived. I don't think that our relationship would have survived even if we stayed married, we would have been two completely different people and we wouldn't have been growing together how God intends for a marriage to, to grow. So, uh, it was just a real, a real trying time in our relationship. Um, and then this year, uh, we're having a baby. We, we, uh, ended up, praying about it. And we started trying again in September around our, our uh, fourth year wedding anniversary. And then we find out in October that we were successful again and God had allowed us to, uh, create the necessary environment to grow the baby. Um, so today is Friday the 10th, like I said, and Maddie currently knows what the gender is and, uh, we're having the gender reveal tomorrow where I will find out via a powder, a color powdered cannon bomb thing. Um, and I'm excited. I personally think it's a girl, but we shall see. Uh, Maddie found out yesterday at her doctor's appointment. Uh, she went to the doctor yesterday morning and they did the anatomy scan. Uh, they did the measurements. Uh, they did the blood work and all of the, the nine yards that you have to do for your halfway checkup, which in two days, Maddie will be 21 weeks pregnant. And like I said, when we lost Emerson, which was our second baby to be's name, um, she was 14 and a half weeks. So God has already allowed us to surpass the previous date of loss with new life. And um, we are beyond thankful and grateful to God for allowing us to be able to carry this baby and uh, with already promise that we will birth and raise this beautiful baby. Um, 
which segues us into today's topic. And that is the title of this is something that I'm going to say later because right now is not the time. So I'm just going to speak on the things God wants me to speak on. And then whenever he says, release the title, that's when I'll release it. And the reason being is because he hasn't given it to me yet. And I know that he's going to. So we're just going to start. So when we lost the baby, like I said, I was angry. I was extremely angry with, with God, um, for allowing us to, to lose the baby because I didn't understand it. I was like, God, I'm, I'm tithing. I'm, I'm giving offerings. I'm praying. I'm talking to you regularly. I am doing all of these things. And yet you allow this heartache to attack our home. Why didn't you stop it? What are you trying to teach me? Are you trying to teach me a lesson? And being taught a lesson is not always a bad thing. That's not always a negative connotation that comes with that. Because that's what he was doing. He was teaching me that even in my heartache, like Job, he was still God. He was still able to do the impossible even though he allows negative and bad things to happen to us. And I want to quote a psalm right here, because David uh, even, even talked about it. And he was, he was spot on. He was spot on with what he said. And uh, I'm, I'm hoping that this message today encourages you in whatever way it's supposed to encourage you. I, I know that I seem a little, I, I can't even think of the word today. Uh, I'm, on, I'm on a short break at work, so I felt led to go ahead and record this to get it out there so that it can, it can go ahead and be released. So everyone who needs to hear this can hear it. And, uh, who am I to stop God's timing and his planning on when to release something? Even if I was in the middle of something, God says, go outside and and record what I'm telling you to record. I would do it because like I said last week, I am done doing my own thing and not, doing exactly what it is God is asking me to do. So it is Psalms 34, 18 and 19. And it says, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. The righteous person faces many troubles, but the Lord comes to the rescue each time. And that's where we were. Our spirits were crushed. Because we had so many plans for this baby. We were so excited for this baby. And we ended up with a broken heart. 
And in the middle of that, I can look back and I can honestly say it's true. That was when the Lord was closest to me. That's when I felt him the most because I needed him to be there. I needed his arms wrapped around me and my wife and giving us comfort and peace and joy, even in the midst of heartache. Because I can tell you, if you lose your, quote, joy, whenever bad things happen, you don't have true joy because joy is untouchable by heartache, by by despair, by troubles. You don't lose joy. Joy is not a feeling. It is it is a way to be. It is something that God can only give you. If you're confusing happiness with joy, happiness is dependent upon your situation, but joy is present even in the most difficult of the situation. Now, this verse in Psalms 34, it doesn't say that he prevents crushed spirits or broken hearts, but that he rescues us from them. That he steps in and he mends the pieces back together even better than when before they were broken. And that's the kind of God I serve. I don't know what kind of God you serve. Maybe you only serve a God who, who kind of glues it back, but you can still see the cracks. Maybe, maybe you haven't fully submitted your brokenness to God so that he can fix it for you. And you can take your hands out of it and stop trying to help him fix it. Maybe that's who you are. Maybe that's the God that you serve. But I'm telling you, if you back off, if you say, God, I'm too broken, I'm, I'm too crushed in spirit to, to deal with this, take it from me and fix it. Give me your peace. Give me your comfort. Show me your kindness. I promise it'll be like nothing you've ever experienced. Nothing you've ever experienced. And I can say that from firsthand experience myself. That in the middle of those those days when I was contemplating what I could have done different to prevent loss from occurring, nothing. And it wasn't God. God just allowed life to happen. Yes, he could have prevented it. That's why I questioned him. That's why I was angry. Because God, you're all powerful. Why are you allowing this to happen? You could have easily spoke God and said, live. And the child would have lived. But you chose not to do that. You chose to allow this to happen so that I can experience your closeness like I've never experienced before. And I know it's hard to believe, I do, but it's kind of in an upside down way, God allowing these bad things to happen so that you can experience his closeness is kind of a compliment from God. Because in verse 19 of Psalms 34, it says, 
the righteous person faces many troubles, but the Lord comes to the rescue each time. So if you're experiencing all of these struggles and all of these trials and, and, and bad things occurring in your life, like losing a child, losing a parent, losing a loved one, losing your job, all of these things that just crushes your spirit and you don't understand why it's happening. God is calling you righteous. He's calling you righteous person. He's saying, my beloved, I find no fault with you, but experience my, my comfort. I want to be closer to you. So in an upside down way, that's just how God is. We don't understand it. God is unfathomable. We don't understand his ways. His ways are above our ways. But if we can submit ourselves to those ways and understand that even if trouble does come, that's when he's the closest to us. Maybe this doesn't make sense to you. Maybe I'm just rambling and and I'm not making any sense to anybody, or maybe it's just making sense to me. But if you're getting something from this, understand. God is not going to leave you downtrodden. He's not going to leave you with a crushed spirit. He's going to rescue you and lift you out of that pit and, and bring you up to a level that you haven't been to before because you trusted him to bring you there. And I know, I know it might seem like you've been laying on the rock bottom for a long time, that you're just waiting for a hand up. Maybe you're like Peter and you feel like you're drowning because you took your eyes off God for a second. I don't know if you remember the story, but the Bible says immediately when Peter fell into the, into the waves, because that's what he focused on is the trouble around him and the storm. Instead of keeping his eyes on Jesus, like he said, he, like he told him to do. It said that when Peter fell, Jesus immediately reached out and caught him. Peter probably felt like it took forever. Peter probably was like, oh God, I'm going to die here in this storm because I stopped. I stopped trusting you. I stopped. I didn't look at you whenever you told me to. I focused on the trouble. I focused on the heartache, on the pain. And now I'm going to die here. But it said he reached out immediately and caught him. God's not going to leave you in that in that pit. I promise you, he will reach out. He will catch you and he will pull you back to safety. And trust me, if you have lost your joy because you allowed this life to steal it from you, God can heal it and restore it to you. Even in the midst of the tragedy. God is still the healer. He's still protection. He's still your provider. And he's still mighty enough to save you, even if you think you don't deserve it. Because you looked at your circumstance instead of the face of the one who conquers. And... I know a lot of this stuff sounds easier to just say than it is to to experience or to allow God's hands to work it out that we feel like our our way is better, our way is quicker, 
because I can see it happening if I do it myself rather than being patient and waiting on God to work it out. And then we see the aftermath of it. I'm still going to say, be patient. Wait on the Lord. I know you feel hopeless. I know you don't feel worthy. I didn't either. In the middle, in the middle of, of our miscarriage and, and all of the emotions that come with it, I still was like, yeah, I, I probably deserve this. I don't deserve to be the father of another baby. I don't deserve to, to, to reap the benefits that come with being a parent with the, the joy that you experience from it. Yeah. There's sleepless nights. They're worth it. I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I know I probably seem again, like I'm rambling, but there's so much I need to get out and I'm just trying to do it in the best way possible. And, uh, you know, it is amazing knowing that you're going through this stuff because God wants to call you righteous and for those around you to see how you handle trouble. And I will go as far as to say that that is favor. When you're, when you're, when your life is an example to others and your life as that example is drawing others closer to God because they see your faith. They see your, your push through your forward march, your ambition, your resilience, whatever it is you want to call it. That's favor. Psalm 71 seven says my life is an example to many because you have been my strength and protection. It's favor guys. In Genesis six, it begins with God literally sorry that he created humans because of all the sin that they were committing. They had turned their back on God. They knew God, but they didn't trust him. They didn't believe in him. They didn't pray to him. They didn't allow him to work out their issues. They were sinning. They created idols. They were just blaspheming constantly that God isn't God, that all of this stuff was happening. Six, Genesis chapter six, people. Yes, this was years later after Adam and Eve were kicked out of the garden because they sinned against God by eating the the, the fruit from the, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. This was probably thousands of years. You know, I, I don't know. It, might have been a few hundred years. All I know is that this was six chapters after God created the world. Six. And he was already sorry that he created humans because of all of the sinning against him that they were committing. And it broke his heart. It then goes on to say that he decided to destroy the earth and everything on it with a flood. And, you know, we should know the story. We've all heard the story of Noah and the ark at least once in our entire life. But Genesis chapter 6 and 8 says, but Noah found favor with the Lord. And I I was sitting there, I was like, okay, so, so Noah was righteous. 
he knew that this great tragedy, probably his friends, his loved ones were all going to die. But he found favor with, with God, this simple man. And I was like, how? Because you're telling me that you found favor with me. How, how is it that this man found favor? What's the connection? What's the correlation here? And the Bible says he found favor with God because he walked in close fellowship with God. People, God called him righteous because Noah prayed and talked to God consistently. You don't have to be a magician to to find favor with God. You don't have to do everything perfect to find favor with God. Because beside besides him, there no one is perfect. It says that he walked closely in relationship with God. In order to have a relationship with God, you have to pray. You have to, to thank him for waking you up in the morning. You have to thank him for putting food on your table. You have to thank him that even when trouble strikes, that he's still there comforting you. No, it didn't say that Noah only talked to God when he didn't have enough money for food or for clothing or or enough water to drink or whatever else in certain modernized desires here. I don't have enough gas in my car to go to the mall. I don't have enough money to go shopping. My my shoes I just bought last week already have a scratch on them. I, I don't have the money to replace them. It didn't say that he only talked to God whenever he wanted something. It said that he walked in close relationship with God, and that includes in the good and the bad times. And that's that's where we should strive to be, is in a close relationship with God. Because even when trouble does come, we will still have enough faith to surrender our will to him and to understand This is happening because you call me righteous because of my relationship with you. I want to be called righteous. I want to be called a good and faithful servant on that day of judgment. I don't want God to look at me and say, I know you. Yeah, you, you, you quoted the scriptures to others. You, you cast out demons in my name. Did you know that when in Revelation, when the Bible says that we will that you will look at God and say, we cast demons out in your name. We, we fed the hungry. We clothed the, the poor and the naked. You can do all of these things. You can have the anointing of power to perform miracles. And God can still look at you in the end and say, depart from me because I never knew you. It's because you want to be seen by doing all of these amazing miracle working magic shows in God's name. And I will say this, I don't think it has anything to do with us and who we are that God allows that power to to manifest, but it has to do with the faith of the person that desires the prayer and the healing. Because the Bible constantly says, 
your faith has made you whole. Yes, God can easily speak it like he did whenever he created the world. He, he spoke everything into existence. Except man, he, he formed man, the, the body of man out of dust of the earth. But he also breathed the life into that man, which means he spoke it. He spoke man into life. I don't have time to get into this right now. That's for a different time. That's probably for a different messenger to, to release to you because I don't have all the knowledge I need on that specific topic. But let me just say, I don't want to get to heaven and be in front of God and have to account for all of the, the, the evil I've done in his name by trying to bring glory to myself which is why I stated in my announcement podcast that this is all for him. I want nothing from this. This is nothing to do with Nathan. This is all to do with messaging, being a messenger for God to other people who otherwise wouldn't hear what he has to say. So like I said at the beginning of this, whatever it is in this message that you're supposed to be getting from it, get it. All I can do is put it out. Whether you receive it or not is up to you. I can't force feed you this stuff. All I can do is what God tells me to do, and that's to to speak it so that you can hear it. So I want the favor. I want God's favor on my life. I want him to look at me and say, good job, good and faithful servant. Welcome to your forever. Welcome into heaven. Welcome welcome into paradise. Your mansion's over there on the left. You know, I want that. I don't want any treasures stored for me on this earth because all of my treasures, I want to be in heaven. I want to be able to, to walk the streets of gold. And I want to be able to praise him forever. Hell, like my pastor preached on Sunday and like I'm sure many other people have probably preached before hell is a separation from God for all of eternity. You will have no presence of God. You won't be able to talk to him, to hear him, to feel him, to see him, to worship him because it won't matter. He won't be there. His presence will be absent from hell. That is, that is literally the most torturous idea I could think of. is to not be able to to praise God and him return some kind of blessing to me for praying to him, for, for worshiping him, for being his, his child. And it's, it's not God's plan for anyone to perish into the lake of fire. He wants everyone to receive heaven as a reward. But the only way to get that favor is to walk in close relationship with him. How did you get close to your best friend? You know how you got close to your best friend. You talked. You may have even spent the night at his house, her house. You you may have you may you you swap phone numbers, you texted, you kept in communication constantly. 
building a relationship with that person until one day you're like, you're my best friend. I talk to you about everything. I can share anything with you. You won't judge me. You love me unconditionally. That's what God wants. That's how you build that relationship with God. It's time we stop trying to mooch off of God. Yes, he supplies our needs, but he's more than just a supplier. We're not a restaurant ordering ingredients for things that we need and that we only communicate with him whenever we run out of it. No, we stay in constant communication with him even after we get what we need. That is what praise is. It's so important to have that close fellowship with God to receive that favor. Here's why it's important. And men, this is for you. Verse 18 says, I will confirm my covenant with you. So enter the boat, you and your wife and your sons and their wives. And this is why this is directed to the men. Noah is the one the Bible says is the one who found favor with God. But because of his closeness and his relationship with God, his family is covered under that blessing too. And not only his his immediate family, but his son's wives. So the future of his family was also covered. God blessed the generations after him because of his relationship with God, because he, he showed the generations after him how to be close to God. And he blessed Noah's wife because he was being the spiritual leader that God created Noah, the man to be. That's why it's important for us men to have a relationship with the creator, because when he decides to make a covenant with us, he extends that promise to our spouse our children, and their children. And I don't know about y'all, but I want my children and my grandchildren to be blessed and favored. I want that favor of God to fall on them just as it fell on me. And I want my life to shine and reflect him so that they know that even in the bad times, even though we see the troubles that are coming, God is still faithful. And it's because he loves our relationship with him. He loves pouring out his favor on us whenever we decide to build that connection with him. It's important, men. I know the people at the vine, we've heard, we've heard people teach on men's responsibility in the home as spiritual leaders. And some of us have shrugged it off in the past, but I'm telling you, it's time to get it right. It's time to build that relationship with God so that our family can be blessed. Because like I've said, it flows from the head down. And if you're the head of your family, your, your children cannot be blessed unless you get your relationship with God right. Otherwise, they're going to have to grow up and break generational curses that you set up because you wanted to be disobedient. Exodus is about Moses getting the children of God, the Israelites, out of Egypt from bondage and slavery. Exodus 34, 9 and 10. And he, 
Moses, said, O Lord, if it's true that I have found favor with you, then please travel with us. Yes, this is a stubborn and rebellious people, but please forgive our iniquity and our sins. Claim us as your own special possessions. And the Lord replied, Listen, I'm making a covenant with you in the presence of all of your people. I will perform miracles that you have never that have never been performed anywhere in all of the earth or in any nation. And all the people around you will see the power of the Lord, the awesome power I will display for you. Now here we, we see that the favor with God includes God using us to display his power. Not only that, but the people we hang around will witness that power and they won't be able to deny that the God we serve, the God that we created that relationship with, that we walk in close fellowship with, has all power, and that no power can com- compare to the power of the God that we serve. I want that favor. I want God to use me as a vessel to show off his power. And only God receives the glory from showing off that power. It's not, oh, well, look what Nate did. No, no. Just like this podcast, oh, well, well, Nate said this. No, Nate did not say it. What I did was relay the message. Nothing I'm saying comes from Nathan. I don't, I'm not this wise. I'm telling you right now, I'm going to go back and listen to this and I'm going to be like, wow, I can't believe I said that. I can't believe I, I said that out of my own mouth, that my voice is saying those words. I, I'm just saying. There are several passages in the Bible about favor with God and the benefits that come from being close to him. So don't, don't you think it's about time to let go of your pride, your own ego. Stop holding back. Men, men especially. Stop allowing your, your leadership in your home, the leadership that God set up for you to, to, to possess, so that your family can be blessed according to the scripture. Let go of your pride that you have to be in control. Let God lead you in the manner that you are supposed to be leading the rest of your family. And then they will be willing to follow you because they'll see the favor of God on your life and want to be a part of it. I had to learn that. I tried to be a control freak and that's not at all what that's about. My job is to follow God. And whenever my family sees the path that I'm taking, it will be revealed to them that that is the path that God is leading me down. And they'll want to follow because they'll want to be in the path of righteousness too. Nothing bad can can come from from being close to God. Only blessings can fall from, from being close to him. Only favor can come. And yeah, I know I've already said that we've experienced tragedy. But even in the midst of that, we still had favor. Whatever he gives and takes away is still a blessing. And I want to reap every benefit flowing from his lips, from his cup, from from his mouth. Whatever he has to offer me is only good things. And I don't, I don't want anyone to miss out on it. So surrender. Build that relationship with God. 
build that trust with God that even in the midst of your struggles, even in the midst of your turmoil, even whenever death comes, even whenever the enemy tries to attack you and tries to defeat you and tries to, to crush you under their feet, that you will be favored and blessed to where you can rise up and you can stomp on the enemy and he will have to, to bow down to the God that you serve because the power that God's going to allow you to have can only be given through favor. God, I, I pray that this message reach the ears that you wanted it to reach, that the hearts that needed to hear this are, are pricked and conviction comes and that not condemnation, but conviction comes so that they'll reach to you in a manner that they haven't before. So that they can start building the relationship that they were supposed to have with you in order for the blessings and favor to fall onto their life and onto their children and onto their spouses and onto their loved ones and their friends around them can see the power that, that manifests whenever you are close. God, we thank you for doing all of these things, for showing your power, for showing your love and your mercy. And God, we love you. And we praise you and we say all of this in your name. Amen. Everyone, thank you for, for tuning in to another Focus Friday with Nate. I hope this message found you in a in a promotable place to where favor does fall on you, to where this message encourages you to do better, to to seek out a relationship with God and to, to build it and not just on a Sunday thing not just a once in a while, but every day, consistent basis. Because that's what God wants from us, guys. I know I've said it. I know I'm probably sounding like a broken record. But it's important. A relationship with the Creator is the most important thing that we can have on this earth. Because if we're not close to God, then we have nothing. I love all of you guys. I hope you have a great weekend. And until next time, stay safe and be blessed.